Welcome back to Inside Games, the only gaming news channel brave enough to pay you to watch our content. That's right, new business strategy. I got a, hold on, I got a $1 bill here. I, it's not very crisp, is Whoa, it? Sorry, $1. I should have gotten this from the bank, but. All right, we're going to commence <laughs> dollar transmission technology now, so get ready to, get ready to grab this. I don't want this flying out of your phone and just going into traffic or something. And... Ah, there we go. All right. Don't spend that all in one place now. Boy, they won't because a uh, dollar's worth literally nothing right now. Uh, another <laughs> And it's another solid investment from Inside Games because, hey, if Sony's doing it, it's got to be good business. That's right. Uh, although I guess if we were going to really copy Sony's business, we'd have to pay other YouTubers not to upload to YouTube. I don't know. The analogy gets messy, but the story is that Sony is paying games makers to keep their games off of Xbox Game Pass. And this information came from Microsoft themselves. Mm-hmm. Something about it just feels wrong. Feels kind of underhanded a little bit, uh, like paying your cooler friend to not go to a party so you look like the awesome one. Tired of them interrupting all my cool stories. We have to admit, though, it's it's a better arrangement than exclusivity used to be, because that's basically what we're talking about. Uh, everyone can play the game. Uh, it's not like it's locked to a console. Some people just don't get to enjoy it as part of their paid subscription. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe this is evidence that exclusivity in general is kind of fading away as a concept, which is good. Uh, as this whole situation arose from legal filings in Brazil regarding Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard and whether or not that would damage competition. Yeah, the process involves a back and forth between Sony and Microsoft that gets a little... Melodramatic. Didn't expect this level of cattiness in these filings, but basically Sony claims that Microsoft's acquisition of Call of Duty would damage competition in games, while Microsoft accuses Sony of just being mad jelly that Game Pass is doing so well. <laughs> it's really weird. They're like yelling at each other and accusing each other of things. It's really strange. Uh, Microsoft actually takes it one step further, alleging that the presence of Game Pass threatens Sony's entire business model, which depends on digital upfront sales of games at full price. It's pretty spicy. It doesn't quite add up given the information publicly available about where Sony's money comes from. So really both sides are just getting a little weirdly charged about the whole subject. Kind of weird. Uh, this drama can be traced back to May 20th when Brazil began to review the proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. This obviously happens in many countries. In the United States, for example, the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, has to review and approve deals like this to ensure that it doesn't damage healthy competition in the marketplace. Right, no monopolies. Uh, the difference is that all information reviewed by the FTC is kept confidential. Brazil is a bro. It just posts all that shit. <laughs> With, they just post it everywhere. With confidential corporate information redacted, which is then translated and paraphrased by Reset Era users Itis. Uh, this includes comments from not only Sony and Microsoft, but tons of other publishers like Warner Brothers, Ubisoft, Bandai Namco, Latin America Digital Games Store, Nuvum. Yeah, nearly everyone acknowledges that Call of Duty has plenty of existing competition with some specifically mentioning games like Apex Legends, Rainbow Six Siege, PUBG, tons of other ones. This isn't a surprise, really. The only company to air beef about the deal is Sony. They have a problem with it. Shocker. <laughs> uh, according to Itis' paraphrase of Sony's comments, the company doesn't believe that any AAA publisher can make a game to rival Call of Duty now. Going so far as to say it would influence consumers' choice of console. They also straight up say that Call of Duty's network of users is so loyal that even if a competitor had the time and budget to make a competitive game, it still wouldn't be a functional rival on the market. Yeah, they're basically arguing that Call of Duty is its own market, independent from other games. This is supported with specific, but redacted figures about exactly how much business Call of Duty does and how much revenue it earns for Sony all on its own as a brand. 
Other softer data points include the time, money, number of employees, and millions of followers currently attributed to the Call of Duty brand. They also reiterated their belief that the reduction in upfront costs for subscription services could eventually lead to reduced quality in games. This is actually the same reasoning they offered back in May when asked if Sony would ever introduce a day one subscription model similar to Xbox's Game Pass, and they said it would lower the quality of their, you know, like first party games. Yeah, they would be able to fund those big Last of Us games like we all love. I mean, that logic holds for them, and it certainly works for their business models, so Sony's comments aren't too out there, really. Especially if you consider they stand to be the most affected by this acquisition. Uh, but we gotta take a second to talk about a different kind of acquisition, and that's your tummy acquiring delicious and nutritious food from Factor, who's sponsoring this episode. Get fresh, ready-made meals delivered to your doorstop when you sign up with Factor. They offer seafood, veggie, and meat options along with keto, calorie smart, chef's favorites, vegan, and vegetarian meal options. So really, no matter what kind of dietary situation you may find yourself in, you can find something that matches your lifestyle with Factor. Factor also saves time and alleviates stress. There's no meal prep or decision-making involved, really. You just open your fridge and pick whatever delicious, fast, and nutritious meal you want, right in a few minutes. Factor also fits your lifestyle. So right now I'm watching calories and I'm, I'm getting some progress out of it, but uh, I went with the calorie smart meal option. They sent me 400 to 500 calorie meals that are very easy to fit into my diet. Factor also delivers nutritious food fast. No more ordering delivery and waiting 45 minutes just for it to arrive lukewarm with half your items missing. Two minutes in the microwave and that's it. No prep, no cleanup, and you can spend more of your valuable time gaming. So sign up for Factor today. Use our link in the description or go to go.factor75 and use code POG inside 130 for $130 off across six boxes. Thank you, Factor. Thank you very much, Factor, for sponsoring our episode. Last we left our story, Sony had just argued that not only Call of Duty has no competition, but also that it's so big, it could never have competition. That's a little out there, but they gotta shoot their shot. <laughs> they gotta say it. Uh, anything that might slow down one of your chief rivals scooping up tons of business, Something to stop Microsoft from acquiring Activision Blizzard. Yeah, just to slow it down. Maybe put a little silly string on the on the window of the cars they drive by. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's not too far out of line. But that's what makes it extra confusing that Microsoft then came out hard, like a Reddit mod that just got challenged to a debate where they went in. Yeah, I know. Granted, we are relying on an interpreter to translate the messaging, but some of these statements just. They're like, they just go hard. They just go in. Yeah, just watch Microsoft demolish Sony with facts and logic on the topic of Call of Duty being its own ecosystem. Microsoft says that makes no sense because PlayStation has loyal fans too. Microsoft says, quote, this finding, however, does not lead to the conclusion that the PlayStation or any branded product with loyal consumers is a separate market from all other consoles. Extrapolating from such a finding, the extreme conclusion that Call of Duty is a game category in itself is simply unjustifiable under any quantitative or qualitative analysis. What sucks is they're right. They're totally right, yeah. But also, <laughs> they're the last person you'd ever want at a party. <laughs> I've analyzed the figures. All right, yeah, I get it, I get it. But like immediately flipping it on the PlayStation brand also seems a little touchy. <laughs> you guys have feeds too, so you can't complain. Whatever, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it gets worse from there. Yeah, Lawrence, just like a Reddit mod, they're not done. <laughs> Microsoft then goes on to say Call of Duty 4am go to sleep <laughs> I know that seriously stop typing dude uh, Microsoft then goes on to say Call of Duty can't be that big of a deal because Game Pass is doing numbers and it doesn't even have Call of Duty on it yet they say quote so if Game Pass proves successful without making this type of game available 
Logically, such content cannot be considered essential for a game distribution channel to be competitive. According to MS, the same can be said of Nintendo's console platform and Epic Games' PC store, which stood out despite not having games from the Call of Duty franchise available. I guess, <laughs> I guess there's a point there. Yeah, We get it. Microsoft concludes by saying this whole thing is mooted anyway. It's just a dumb waste of time since they're going to publish Activision games on Sony platforms anyway. The reasoning here is refreshingly blunt, and this is an argument that I've seen a lot of people make on the internet. It's nice to see it reflected back. Uh, they basically write that not publishing on a Sony platform would only make sense if they made enough money from the exclusivity to offset all the money they theoretically would have made on the Sony platform in the first place. It makes sense. It's thoroughly logical. It's just business. Uh, it, but it's really interesting, I think, because it acknowledges that games can be too big to be exclusive. Uh, but more on that in a second. Finally, and this is the cherry on top. Man, that Microsoft Reddit mod's still going. Uh, Microsoft accuses Sony of molding hard over how awesome Game Pass is, writing, quote, Sony doesn't want attractive subscription services to threaten its dominance in the market for digital distribution of console games. In other words, Sony rails against the introduction of new monetization models capable of challenging its business model. Yeah, that's, that's pretty catty. The claws are out. Uh, not to mention not necessarily being accurate. Tweaktown's Derek Strickland compiled Sony financial results showing that while PlayStation's revenue was buffed substantially by digital software sales, and this is true of every games company, the majority comes from add-on content and microtransactions. They've also been renovating their subscription services to attract more customers and diversifying their business by publishing to PC. Mm -hmm. This argument seems to describe the PlayStation from the 2010s, Microsoft's does, uh, enjoying a healthy platform install base and a swell in digital sales. Uh, Game Pass has certainly experienced a meteoric rise as a service, but PlayStation has responded to that by adapting and improving their own subscription services as well. So to argue that Sony's just crying and begging the government to protect their dated business model isn't actually a modern view of Sony. But again, gotta shoot that shot. Yes, boy, they shot for sure. The other interesting tidbit here, and this is what's really interesting to me, is when companies start explicitly acknowledging this, is Microsoft admitting that they'll forego platform or service exclusivity if they're making enough money on the deal in the end. They actually implied this back in February, stating that, quote, Call of Duty and other popular Activision titles would still publish on PlayStation. Begs the question, how popular is popular enough? Obviously, Call of Duty is popular, but I don't know where that also goes. It's going to be a case-by-case -case basis with the specific business needs and objectives of Microsoft shifting as the years go by. Uh, it'll be interesting kind of to see which titles make the cut for them and which don't. Yeah, I mean, Sony made exceptions for Fortnite, and they really didn't want to, but they had to execute a contract that basically guaranteed their revenue share proportional to their player base. That's what did it for Sony, you know? As long as their bottom line was protected, they were willing to play ball. Provided the ball was big enough. It was Fortnite-sized or Call of Duty-sized. And pretty clearly, uh, Microsoft and Sony have reached an agreement about Call of Duty as a franchise. But what about everything else? I wonder if, if it gets into the realm where people on the internet start waging campaigns to bring specific Activision titles to PlayStation, that's going to start getting pretty weird. People start whipping up all these, all these public interest campaigns to try to sway the decision of where games go. Uh, then we really are just kind of like yelling at our, our digital overlords online for an ounce of mercy. Want to play Grounded on PlayStation or whatever the heck. And it's going to be a weird future. Yeah. Got us asking a weird question. What's worse? Paying for exclusivity like we've been seeing for 30 years in the game industry or paying specifically to not be on someone else's platform. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, just the one platform. It seems kind of kind of lame, right? Like you can be on everything, but we'll cut you a check to just not be on that one. As opposed to like, 
Hey, come to our place and we'll take care of you. Uh, something seems a little weirdly exclusionary about that, even though traditional, uh, traditional exclusivity is far worse. Uh, for me though, I, I have the luxury and the benefit of being able to afford every platform. So where my head goes with this is that I'm just happy this is driving money towards publishers and developers. When you have Game Pass out there ostensibly doing the same thing, going to publishers and trying to buy exclusivity, then they can take that to Sony and say, Microsoft is offering us this. If you outbid them, then we'll keep it off Game Pass. And they don't have to do anything but like ping pong back and forth a few emails and then cash a check for 250 grand or whatever that whatever that amounts to. So I like the idea of of corpo giants getting into money fights and actual developers being the beneficiary of it. But that's because I have all the platforms and can can chase games wherever they go. I know not everybody has that ability. Right. Well, uh, Lawrence, I completely agree with you here. And, you know, even to a certain extent for the people that do not have access to every platform, I was saying this about the Epic Game Store when it got first released. Everyone's like, oh, garbage, shitty, garbage, shitty. Like, they're only doing this because they have a lot of money. And I was like, that's good. They can throw all that money at developers. Then those developers will, will come to them and they can make games that maybe they couldn't have made before or maybe make them better. Uh, so I'm all for that. And I know it sucks because it excludes a few people here and there. Um, but it is really good to have those video games now that we may not have had before. Yeah. And a, a whole bunch of people got to have paychecks for years and years. Uh, I mean, like Google Stadia. Uh, I'm not I'm not too I'm not looking forward to big tech trying to own more and more of games, but it didn't it didn't hurt me. And uh, a lot of people hopefully got to cash a lot of checks for it. So if you could take Google's money, take it. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of this analogy that kind of works with ex uh, exclusivity and all other stuff, these patrons are like our personal Sony. They're paying us to make content. Uh, Guthrie Leith, Aiden Foley, Nick Calderon, and Kyle Ellis. Thank you for cutting us a check for not being on Game Pass or something. Or I guess not streaming all day. <laughs> I think that's the... <laughs> but they're buying us away from the sweet Twitch subs. And you know what, Bruce? I'm going to flip it. I'm so I'm so grateful that I'd pay these patrons extra just to keep them as our patrons. I'll pay them to not patron anyone else. I'm really pulling the Sony. Jeffrey Rogers, Raolo, Ray Pichardo, and Mark Fletcher, thank you very much. But Bruce, before we go, before we go, this is something I haven't done in a while, but I want to celebrate an Inside Games Inside Gamer this week. So it's a rare honor given out to someone who's really gaming at Pinnacle Perfection, the Inside Games way. Uh, I want to shout <laughs> I want to shout out Green's Electric Trees on Etsy for making a Steam Deck joint holder with rubber sidecar. So now when you're gaming hard on your Steam Deck and you're walking through the park or whatever, you don't have to worry about singeing your fingers or, or, or dropping your joint because a dog ran in front of you and it's, it scared you. Nope, you can just clip that bad boy right to the top of your Steam Deck and go on your merry way playing vampire survivors and having deep thoughts. I think it also has, is that a vape holder too? It seems to be, yeah. Can hold a vape and a joint? Hell yeah. So shout outs to you, uh, Green's Electric Trees, for making our world a little greener.